Welcome to a bonus episode of The Upside. We're going to be doing a couple different things on this episode. And the first one is we talked to a good friend of Jeff's who recently got fired and is super struggling with what to do next. And he is insanely talented. He has a great idea for a podcast. And Jeff and I jumped on the phone with him to give him a little pep talk and encourage him to start his own show. And then we've got a conversation with our good friend, Kevin Gillespie. Kevin is a chef. uh, Kevin's a celebrity chef. A celebrity chef. And he's going to first share some ideas on easy meals that you can make to be romantic on Valentine's Day, even if you got no skills in the kitchen. You have to have exactly zero kitchen game. And if you have never interacted with Kevin Gillespie or heard him on the radio or watched him on Top Chef, he is hilarious. And we enjoy our time with him so much because we're always laughing. You never know what he's going to say, and he will make your day better for sure. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. My buddy Kramer has worked in radio in a bunch of different cities. In Florida, he worked in Arizona. He is now in San Diego, California. He just got fired. And I called him a few days after I heard about it. And he was bummed, man. This guy wasn't getting out of bed. He was just in a funk. And I'm like, dude, you're super talented. You have really passionate, great listeners in every city that you work in. I think you should start a podcast. My wife and I did it after I got fired and it's been successful. I think you could have the same or more success. And I've been trying to give him pep talks since then because I want him to launch a podcast. So this conversation is us talking about him starting a podcast. And at the end of it, I need everybody who's listening to help us out. Okay. But first I want Kramer to tell Callie the story of when he and I first met, because I actually don't remember it. And it's pretty funny and it's pretty on brand for Jeff Dollar. I actually told Jeff this story just a couple of days ago because him and I kind of got more familiar with each other as I grew to higher levels in radio. But when I first started, I was just a promotions kid. And in radio, that's like the people that go out and set up the tents and, you know, hand out the flyers and the prizes and the spinning wheel and all that. And I always listened to Jeff growing up and always thought he was so cool. And I remember I got a chance to go work on the promo team for this radio station. And that day came when I finally got an event with the Jeff dollar. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, like all my dreams have come true. <laughs> Cause I, I had never met him face to face before. Right? I'm so sad that nobody ever told you to dream bigger. but this is why i say like you should never like look up to people that much at first because i think they're always going to let your expectations down so here i am and the event was a a cell phone store which i understand is not the most exciting of of places for anyone to be but i was pumped man i showed up my station t-shirt got to drive the station van over i was feeling good and then jeff shows up and i'm i guess i'm just ready for some big 
production, you know, kind of like Aladdin is rolled into town or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but instead, Jeff just kind of walks in and just like, hey, it's up and literally sits on his phone the whole entire time. Like I got zero. To, I, like he, I think there were three or four of the promo kids and he, he couldn't care less. And in that moment, I was so confused. I was like, I'm excited to meet you. Why aren't you like excited to, to be here, too? <laughs> But as I as I grew up in the radio game and then having to hang out in front of cell phone stores so many times, I understood that nobody wanted to be there. Right. But I yeah. did tell I told one joke though that that and I told Jeff I'd wait to tell Callie this story too, that I told uh, that Jeff laughed at. And I in that point felt like so accomplished as a human being. But it was something about selling cell phone plans or something. And the joke wasn't even that great, but I said, make sure that you get them on that extended warranty or something. And Jeff like cracked a smile and I was like, oh my God, Jeff acknowledged my joke. (laughs) It doesn't get bigger. This is fucking retired. You know what? I'm going to make you feel a little better. And the first interaction I ever had with Jeff Dollar, he totally blew me off. Really? So Jeff, yeah, this, this kind of seems to be like a right. This is a par for this the course. This is a pattern. I look back now, and I just remember being so let down in that moment. But now I, I, I we've come a long way, Jeff Dollar. We've come a long way, and you have come a very long way. I'm sure there are plenty of people that you have let down along the way, and so welcome. <laughs> Welcome so to the letdown club. Me now. <laughs> Welcome to the big letdown club. All right. Listen, I know that there is a part of this story that you can't tell yet, right? Because right. sure. We, you know, I, I know all too well when you lose your job in radio, there's it's there's just stuff. So we're not gonna ask anything about that. Okay. But I have since I heard that you lost your job, I get apparently in a way to redeem myself for being such a jerk a decade and a half ago. (laughs) I've been trying to talk you into doing a podcast because it's what I did when I lost my job last year. And it's the, it's truly the greatest professional and personal thing that could have happened to me. And I feel like I get you on the hook and you're like, I'm all in. And then a day or two goes by and you're like, I don't know. So <laughs> I just want to know what your hesitations are, like what you are worried about with the podcasting world. Probably the same concerns you may have had, or maybe you didn't have. Uh, Callie, you may be able to chime in on this too, because you just wonder if anyone would actually listen, right? Like when you work for a radio station, you're playing all the music that people love and, you know, there's the prizes and giveaways and all that. But if you were to like venture out on your own, I don't think it matters what industry you're in. I'm sure everyone kind of goes through the same thought process. Like, could I actually do this without the backing of something bigger? Like if I were to go out on a limb, which is something that feels really vulnerable and scary to me right now would people actually show up and listen and the idea that i even have for the podcast i I think it's even more personal to me so i think that if it didn't work that i would take it even more personal which maybe i shouldn't start thinking that way but one thing that i that's really near and dear to my heart is my mom and she every day sends me ever since I got just a quick backstory, Callie, I I got divorced like two years ago and it was really hard on me. And I, every day, my mom who used to be a preacher and is just super positive and super motivational would send me these 
text messages every single morning. So I'd wake up and I'd have a text from my mom. And one day I just got the idea to start to put those like screenshot them and put them on social media. And so when people started seeing them and I started seeing traction of like, Oh my gosh, like I really needed that today. Like, I can't tell you, like, I know that was for you, but that makes me so much to me. Like what a great mom. This is, it's so motivational. Keep posting these. Your mom's, like so, a, your mom's like a wizard living in my mind. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> how people were feeling. I, I didn't know that it would mean that much to people. So I just kept doing it day after day after day and people just kept being so appreciative of it. And so I had this idea maybe, maybe a year ago actually to make it into a radio segment, but in the back of my mind, knowing it could be bigger where I, take those messages from my mom and just make them bigger. Cause I think that a lot of people would want to hear them. I think a lot of people do need motivation and encouragement. And I do have such a good relationship with my mom to be able to use that to speak to a bigger, a bigger audience. Here's what, what terrifies here, me. I'm like, does anyone care about what my mom has to say? Here, okay, no. here's, hold, on. Here's, hold on. I have two things that here's what I love about that idea. One, no one else is doing it, which makes it, genius. Number two, it's not radio. And I'm going to flip your mind a little bit because you're saying, what if I don't have the power of radio? And I'm going to say, what if you have everything radio has minus the annoying parts of it that you don't like? Because people are already listening for you. So you're just taking the annoying pain in the butt stuff that nobody likes anyways, and taking that out of it and just giving people you, which is the best part of it. But then who would I stand outside of cell phone stores with? I think that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> right? But, that, but in, in all honesty, like, here's the thing. Like Callie's, when we started the show, and I will tell you, I, I've told her this. I think I've told you this. For the first three months, every show that we would finish recording, I would take off my headphones and go, oh, God, that was terrible. Because it goes against every radio rule that you and I have been trained to do and to talk about and to execute and all that stuff. A podcast is a completely different animal. And now it's really, really comfortable. So imagine that radio segment that you had where you say, oh my gosh, I woke up this morning and I looked at my phone and my mom sent me this message and I immediately started sobbing, not crying, this is this is my impression of you doing it as a radio segment. Just say that. So I, not sobbing, crying, heaving, crying. I couldn't even catch my breath. I thought I was going to be late to work. I mean, she it was just such a raw, vulnerable message. Oh my god, you guys aren't going to believe what she wrote to give that reaction to me. I'm going to tell you about it right after eight minutes of commercials and a chain smoker song. <laughs> like why? Just no. like that makes no sense. That, that makes no sense. <laughs> Nobody on planet earth tells stories that way. If something gives you that big emotional reaction, you start the conversation off by going, Callie, Jeff, my mom made me fall to my knees in, in tears this morning. <laughs> read this, read this out. Loud. What does that say? Oh my gosh. Can you believe my mom? And then you talk about it and that's how people tell stories. You know, nothing against Demi Lovato, but you don't stick random songs in the middle of compelling dinner conversations. Right. And if you want to hear the new Demi Lovato, you're listening on your phone. Like right. you don't have to listen to it on, on radio. But that's, but that's the mechanics of it. When you say who's going to listen, first of all, that's a great niche, right? Such a good niche. So compelling to have your mom involved. 
two, you, I, you are in, I don't even know if I said this already, but Kramer's in San Diego. You've only been there a few years and you're loved, dude. Like I've seen your Instagram. I've seen people signing up for your text message list. Thousands of people want to know what's up with you. Like that's got value. It's got value and you, it, it, you cannot fake a connection that you have with people. Like you can fake segments on the radio. You yeah. Just, fake- just look at me at the phone store. You can't fake a relationship, <laughs> but you can't fake relationships. And obviously you've connected with people and people want to hear good things and want to hear something that might inspire them or change their life. And they want to tell their friends about it and they want to, you know, put it on blast to their mom or their friend or their whoever. And the world right. needs more of it. Well, you, you know, know? You guys are, I, I at least have two listeners. I know that so far. I and, you yeah. You have two and your mom. And the, and yeah. <laughs> most of my family. Uh, most. I'm big fan. <laughs> Do you have um, one of your mom's messages now? Just because I'm curious, like, can you read one of her messages to us? Uh, the one this morning was just good morning. It's a new day. What ble- what blessings will it bring? Don't forget to count them. Love you forever. So that was kind of a, a simple one. But sometimes she has these just these profound quotes that like just like shift my mind. Let me see if I can. Find I right. love that one. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes they're they're simple, and sometimes like they're. But I think don't underestimate simple. Right, because sometimes like if even simple's I, I, awesome. Back to seeing like a a quote on that you see a quote on Instagram or it's a stories, and you're like, is that quote for me? Like I feel like someone wrote that literally just for me. Right. Sometimes they're so profound. That, but that's the coolest part about because you know the the theme of our podcast. It's it's similar. It's we are going are going to come up, come on every day for 30 minutes and we're going to talk about whatever like we we've been talking about the super bowl the past couple of weeks we're talking about uh um you know Callie speaking at her high school and us then going to speak uh, or be a guest on their pod her high school's podcast and we're just telling those stories but we're trying to weave in these messages of gratitude in this in this belief in the upside in this belief in in manifesting this great life without trying to be like in your face about it and i think right. you because you're so gifted at radio you could take these little nuggets from your mom and that could be kind of like how you start the show every day, but then you're doing what you're doing is no different than what you've done on the radio for so many years. You find out what's going on in the world. You pick the stuff that's just interesting to you and you expand on it. Don't let your brain overcomplicate it. Cause Jeff went through that phase. You know, he just said that, but like you, he went through the phase where they're like, no, no, no. But people started loving it. And he's like, Oh wait, Okay. Actually, like, I don't have to do it the way that people have been saying, Hey, this is the only way for 20 years. That way is going away. And that's where my brain goes. It goes to that same place of like, I don't know this. I don't know this format. I don't know how this works. So Jeff, and I'm going to give Callie the same for you because this is kind of an equal project for both you guys. What was it that finally made you say, okay, I can do this. Like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to devote. Cause I feel like that's where I'm at now where I feel encouragement but it's just going to take something to just like we snap me out of it dove in 
when, um, and honestly, like he was allowed to do a podcast. And the thing is with podcasts, you get instant feedback. Like you're not starting a podcast. Oh God, and don't, then in, don't tell him that. And oh then, Lord, and then in like, <laughs> and then in, helping. you know, six weeks you're getting your ratings and you're figuring stuff out. You're getting instant data. So if you do it for a couple of months and it doesn't work out, who cares? And you, this is the greatest upside in the history of our upside of our show Yeah, is Kramer, if it doesn't work out, you can blame your mom. That's <laughs> perfect. I can blame the whole thing on her. Mom, you're not even that motivational, obviously. <laughs> God, mom. You've ruined the worst. I think, I know um, that you're one of the most talented people in radio. You're, oh, you know. Thank you. With the exception of, you know, getting fired last month. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think my old bosses might disagree. But. <laughs> with, um, with, with the exception of that, don't let that process hurt your creative ego, you know? Well, and I look at you guys, and I think probably a lot of your listeners do too, at like taking that leap of faith. And I honestly, and I remember, Jeff, when you said – I remember reading your Instagram post when you went from one station to another about like taking a leap of faith. And that really meant like a lot to me. And I know this would be just another one of those experiences where I think it can work. And I feel like the universe is kind of bringing me to that place. And I'm having people reach out saying, you should do a podcast. We would listen. We would listen. It's just my own self. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. You have a great concept. You have tremendous fans who want to hear from you. And it will be a home run. And if that doesn't work out, then you can get a sugar mama because that was Jeff's original plan <laughs> yeah. was to I live off you, my I, paycheck. I'm not even kidding about that. Like, <laughs> I really feel like I did this wrong. I, you know, I got divorced and I, my, the things that I'm looking for in a woman now are different now that I've lost my job. I just want somebody oh, for to sure. pay for everything. <laughs> yes. Has a house and. Yes. Know, Jeff is living his best life right now. Truly. It sounds like it. Can't, can't you just put on a clean t-shirt and hang out in La Jolla and won't they just come to you? Like, <laughs> that's, that's what I hope so. A clean white t-shirt. And draw, man. <laughs> yeah. And just don't look, look, I mean, look, not look sad, but not pathetic, you know, just. Right. Right. Look, I'm down, but I'm not out. Exactly. All right. Enjoy your vacation. And I'm telling right, you, guys. this is, this is a gold mine and you are going to crush it. And I want you to do it, but call me when you get back. All right. I definitely will. Love you guys. Thank you so much. That was obviously recorded before Kramer left for his vacation to Costa Rica. So here's what I want waiting for him when he gets back. And this is where I need everybody's help. I think we should all go to his Instagram page and comment on his most recent picture that he should start a podcast with his mom. I thought you were going to say something like, everybody go comment the word, like some random word. And then all of his friends that don't know who we are, it's like, why is everyone writing cheese on your Instagram? <laughs> no, I want him to, I like the way you're thinking. Tell though. me that's not a Jeff Dollar move. That's a great <laughs> Jeff Dollar move, but I want him to, don't you think the podcast with his mom is a great idea? You know, I got to be totally honest. I, Jeff asked us if we could record with him and there are things that Jeff asked me to do sometimes. And I'm like, why? Like, 
why? 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 Most things, actually. Most things <laughs> I ask Kelly to do. She's like, why? On the that pod- is not true. On the podcast and just in life. That is as, not true. As, as her husband, uh, she responds to most things I say with, why? What now? That why? is not true. Anyways, I was a little curmudgeon-y about recording the interview, and I thought his idea was fantastic, and I really like it. So you have turned me, Jeff Dollar. Okay, so here's what we need everyone to do. And I know we have a lot of listeners from San Diego listening to this because I sent a text message to everybody who uh, signed up for his mailing list and told them to do that, listen to this, Mm -hmm. because I want everybody in San Diego or wherever in the world you listened to Kramer on the radio and everybody who is an upsider to go to that guy Kramer on Instagram. It's all one word. Go to that guy Kramer and just write on his latest picture, leave a comment and say, dude, you need to do a podcast. Dude, you have to do a podcast with your mom. What are you waiting for? Do the podcast with your mom. It's a great idea. I want him to come back from his vacation overwhelmed. Feeling so good and so confident because let's be honest, after you get fired, you're kind of feeling crappy about yourself. It, whether you believe in yourself or not, it's a, it's a hard thing to go through. So how awesome would it be if he comes home and everyone's like, dude, start a podcast. And what I think is cool is I don't know his listeners in San Diego and the other cities he's worked in who might be uh, listening to this right now, but it, 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 that we have so many people who listen to the upside and we were their first podcast. Yes. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button and you are now a podcast listener. That's it. So you could, even if you don't listen to podcasts, you could make Kramer part of your daily routine easily. Right. So just go to his latest Instagram post, his Instagram handle. If you don't know, it is that guy Kramer and just comment for him to start a podcast. K-R-A-M-E-R, right? Yes. That guy Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, all one word. I, this is a virtual pep talk to Kramer. So, and by the way, welcome. If you're a Kramer fan and you're listening to our show, Thank you for coming by. Welcome. We're we're glad that you're here and hi, and I would encourage you to listen to some of our other episodes. This is a bonus episode for us, but our show is pretty cool if I do say so myself. So give it a listen and let us know what you think. Now, Advisory Horde members get these bonus episodes commercial free and usually a few days earlier than everyone else. If you want to join the Advisory Horde, text Horde, H-O-R-D-E, to 800-434-5454, and you'll get a link to do that. Horde, H-O-R-D-E, to 800-434-5454. But right now, we have to say thank you to the sponsors of this bonus episode. Taking care of your mental health is something that has been on your list for a while, but you don't know where to start. BetterHelp might be a great option for you. Now, they have licensed professional counselors, like over 3,000, okay, that specialize in everything from depression, stress, anxiety, relationship, grief, self-esteem, anything like that. And you can do it all without even having to leave your house. You can do it on FaceTime. You will have access to them through text message. And that is a great way to start seeing a licensed professional counselor if you have no idea where to start. They are giving you 10% off your first month when you use the discount code UPSIDE. So what do you have to lose? Go to betterhelp.com UPSIDE and get 10% off your first month when you use the discount code UPSIDE. 
Skillshare offers classes designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward without putting your life on hold. Much like uh, what Callie was just talking about, you do Skillshare classes in the comfort of your own house on your own schedule. You can even put your category in and pick classes whose length works with your schedule. All you have to do is go to Skillshare.com slash upside and claim your two free months of premium membership. And then you've got access to thousands of courses in everything that you would want to know about, whether it's productivity, whether it's painting watercolors, whether it's choosing the right font for design, photography, anything, fellow creatives are helping you with thousands of courses to choose from. Go to Skillshare.com slash upside and get two months free of premium memberships. I love this next advertiser, Thrive Cosmetics. They have a mission that is truly bigger than beauty. For every product we purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive with a responsive giving mission that supports nonprofit partners. So they either donate money or products to causes that help women emerge from homelessness. Um, They help women who are surviving domestic abuse and women fighting cancer. And I absolutely love that. I think it is so, so important. They are also vegan and cruelty-free, which you know that I love. Start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash upside, and you're going to use the code upside for 15% off your first purchase. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash upside, and use the code upside for 15% off. Thrivecosmetics.com slash upside, code upside. Our next guest is a celebrity chef and he is hilarious. And if you're someone that's like, I don't know about interviews, I usually tune him out. Don't tune this one out. Kevin is hilarious. We're going to ask him about Top Chef. He's back on Top Chef for the second time. Um, He's going to tell us about hired guns. If you don't know what that is, stay tuned. You're going to find out. And we actually have hired guns. If you live in North Georgia is the hottest culinary ticket in town. And we have two almost impossible to get impossible to get. We've got two tickets to hired guns on Sunday, February 16th to give away at the end of this interview. Or if you just want to, you know, come in town for it. Yeah. Do the fly in for it. It's that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, true, True story. But first we ask him about romantic Valentine's day meals. If somebody is not super capable in the kitchen, but wanted to make a romantic meal. What's an easy, but romantic meal, man, asking for Callie. Right. Right. Yeah. Asking for, and well, Kevin's wife is admittedly, she's like, I can't cook. So what would you tell Val to cook? Oh my God. I would tell Val if I was, if I was telling Val to make something, it would be reservations. Like I would not tell her to make dinner in any way. Kevin, Val, you're so much better than that joke. Val has. <laughs> that, that's such a dad joke. It is a dad joke, but it's like, it's, it's true though, because so Val has like a repertoire of dishes that don't really, they're not like congruent. They don't go together. So she has a sweet potato casserole, a green bean casserole, um, and then I recently found out while I was gone filming Top Chef that she basically made the same meal every night, which was diced up Koneka sausage and one of those Uncle Ben's rice packets. So, oh, and a can of black beans. And so I'm not really <laughs> all in the same dish. Or I think those so. Like I think it, no, I think it was like sort of a one like a stew bowl microwave situation. If I, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure how it came together. Point is, I don't really need to know or want to know. Um, but if I was going to tell Val to make something, this is always my go to for people. 
really good lasagna is actually not very hard at all to make, but it seems like you put a ton of effort into it. And so I think that's a good one for somebody to make at home. That's a great one for like the guy who's trying to impress somebody on the first date thing. It just, it's, everybody knows it takes time, but it's not hard to do it. It just takes an effort. And I think that means more than anything. Because lasagna is basically the same recipe, the same five ingredients, just repeated as many layers as you can fit in the pan. The thing we have to remember here is that lasagna is, in effect, casserole. Casserole, for (laughs) some reason, isn't romantic. (laughs) Lasagna is. And I think it's because it's Italian. It's a romantic Italian name for something not so romantic. It's casserole. Now, let's really take it one step further. And if someone's like, oh, I'm going to try lasagna, as to not confuse you in the noodle aisle, do you get the ones that you have to cook? Or the ones that you cook, the noodles that you don't have to boil before. I'm super skeptical of the no boil pasta. Me too. Like it's something that's some like dark magic thing that's going on, (laughs) like Lord Voldemort style (laughs) lasagna. And I'm not on board with that. So I think you get the one that you have to cook. And if you want to take it one step further and look like a real baller, you go get the fresh pasta sheet that nowadays you can get it like the whole foods and stuff like that. Yes. Yes. Then you look like a boss. And by the way, the same place that sells that also sells like bolognese sauce and bechamel and like you can buy all the stuff this is the secret you can buy it all you just your uh, job you is layer like it. you shingle that's all you do <laughs> all you do is layer you know and you should ask when you do buy it if you get it from like a counter where they write what it is on the paper when they wrap it up like a real fancy place right. you should have them write it phonetically so that you don't get home and, and when when she says what's in this you don't go Bosh, bosh, and bosh, and yeah. 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 Balaganese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's say, because you brought up Top Chef, my favorite part of your Top Chef experience is the fact that your own employees thought you had been arrested. Oh my God. This is something I found out after I got home from my wife. You know, we were really worried about like, how do we cover up me being gone for, amounted to like quite a long time. And like weeks and weeks, weeks, like not like a week or two weeks, like, like more than a month, more than two months, technically. Um, and we were like, what kind of elaborate story? And we came up with all kinds of things, including Kevin is on safari. He's on sabbatical. He's studying this. He's doing that. Which wouldn't be unusual because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you plan like these annual family hunting trips that take you to the like wilds of Alaska or like climbing mountains and whatnot. Right. And we'll be gone for quite a while. You know, we might be gone for almost a month on one of these. So that isn't crazy to think that that's what I was doing. But for whatever reason, we didn't settle on that. And we decided we would settle on silence. Just don't say anything (laughs) like. Um, and Maybe nobody will notice. Right. I don't know why that was the plan, but like that was the plan. for six weeks, somebody's going, did you see Kevin? Yeah, he just left. Exactly. Just we went him? with that model. We went with the, you just walked past him. He was here just a second ago. Check the bathroom, maybe. Right. Like, that was our like method of like covering my tracks. And it clearly didn't work. You have and enough restaurants. You could have always just been at that. Well, oh, that's just, what, I mean, yeah. I don't, now I'm giving away all my restaurateur secrets, but that's how it works. When you come into gun show and people go, is Kevin here? And they go, uh, yeah, he just left. He's on his way to cold beer. Probably not. Like yeah. I probably wasn't there, but that's <laughs> right. the cover story. So now everybody knows. But so we went with like the kind of silence is golden approach, which was turned out to not be golden at all. And inevitably, because we didn't tell anybody anything, the team came up with their own theory. And the most logical thing that they could come up with when they asked Valerie, they said, have you talked to him? And she said, no. And they said, but do you know where he is? And she said, yes. And they go, ah, he's in jail. Like, 
and and they weren't joking. They were like, "Up, oh, I got it. Yeah. It all makes sense now. He's in jail. When's he going to be out? Is what they asked. Not when's yeah. he going to be home. When's yeah. he going to be out? When are they going to set bail? Like, yes. yeah. I, the thing is, we haven't gotten to the bottom of what they think I was in jail for. Right? Like, do they think you're like a thief, or do know. they think you're secretly, you know? <laughs> I don't know what crime they believe that I would be convicted of. That just like. And by the way, they weren't offended or troubled by the fact that I was in jail. So it right. can't be like a, I don't know, it's clearly not a crime that that challenges their ethics. They were just like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I think it would be, um, I, I would, I mean, I don't know how long you go away for this, but I think it would be vandalism. Because you're not a mean person, like you no. wouldn't deliberately harm something, but... I, I think you do involve yourself in shenanigans. For sure. And so, like, we are here at Cold Beer, and there's that sculpture. Is that a bull? Yeah, it's a bull. And it has um, – when you guys walk by, you should check out the fact that it's um, uh, – it's how do I say this in a way that's, that's appropriate? Um, it has all the pieces that a bull would have. <laughs> okay. So I could see <laughs> if the weather's nice, you're here on Cold Beer, you've got the, the drinks, you have a few – and then you want to get a picture with the bull parts and they break off in your hand. Mm, and yeah. th- and because that's a work of art, it's like, you know, a felony because it's worth so much money. And then, boom, you're gone in jail. See, like that was my old days. That definitely is some stuff that I used that I would have done in, you know, in my former younger life. Nowadays, I think my the most likely reason that I'm going to end up going to jail is because I don't know how to keep my mouth shut in front of like legitimate authority figures. Right. So like. <laughs> I'm an idiot and I don't know when to shut up most of the time. Can you talk about Top Chef and your experience there at all yet? Because well, not really. The show no. doesn't come out till March. Right. March so you're 19th. on the show. Here's what you know. Here's what you know and what I can tell you. I am on the show and it uh, it premieres March 19th, which is a Thursday, and I think it'll run for like 12 or 13 weeks. I'm not exactly sure. Um, it's what they're calling an all-star season. So basically you had to be a finalist previously on some other season to get invited back. So this thing started hard right out of the gate. You know, this is people who almost won competing against people who almost won. So it's, um, it's definitely, uh, got some, some big heavy hitters that a lot of people know and are going to be excited about. Um, it, uh, it took place in Los Angeles, um, which, um, in some respects kind of seems strange because you're like, wow, you would, that seems like the most obvious place where we would all, you know, be spotted. But simultaneously, the thing about LA is that it has a really interesting food scene right now. Um, and so it did actually make sense to be there. And it was a lot of fun to do it in Los Angeles. Um, I can tell you that I'm still tired somehow. Like I've been back for like over a month and I'm still exhausted. One of the things that's probably that excites me about all-star seasons, if that's what you're calling it, is that it's all the people that were so competitive that they won the first time. So this is like a super jacked up because everybody's competitive and everybody's over the top competitive. And that's what makes this so fun to watch. And it's intense. Like, and I think it will be intense from the very beginning. You know, I don't want to give away anything as far as what happens on the show, but I can tell you as a person participating in it, I was surprised by how how quickly it ramped up into something that you were like, wow, this is no joke. Did you go to jail? I, Just- <laughs> I did not go to jail. Thank God people stepped in. The producers stepped in and prevented that from ever happening. Um, so no, I did not go to jail. I'd like to clear that with my employees. Now I was not in jail. I was just in Los Angeles. <laughs> can, can you, because it, it, it's likely that we'll talk to you again before or uh, during Top Chef. Can you poll your employees between now and then and just see if they oh, thought totally. why? Yeah, yeah we want to yes. know why. Okay, I will get to the bottom of that and we can reconvene on what exactly I may have gone to jail for. in their Can mind. you start with your sister? Because she works with you, right? Yeah. Can you ask her why she thought you went to jail? You know what? 
that's yeah, maybe I should, but like, <laughs> I don't know, you know, some, to a certain degree, I don't know that we want to crack open the brain of Kayla Gillespie because out from it may come any number of skeletons that we're yeah. not ready for. She is family. She knows the secrets. Probably not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the reason that we're having this conversation is because hired guns is back again for yes. another year. The good news is that it completely sold out. Yeah, and actually way faster than we meant for it to. Like it sells out every year, but this year it sold out in about six minutes. But do you, is this the first year you've done season passes or do no. you always? We've oh, been okay. doing them for the last three years or so. And um, we started it as something to kind of reward the people who come year in and year out. And, and we offer early a season pass at a discounted price thinking, okay, we want these people to get a good deal. What has turned out to be is that if you don't buy the season pass, you probably You're won't not getting make tickets. it to yeah. any of them. Like they all sell out. Now go, uh, if somebody doesn't know about Gun Show and about Hired Guns, explain that. Yeah, Hired Guns is a program that we do at Gun Show where six times a year we invite a guest chef from some other part of, of this country or maybe even not this country to come to Atlanta and spend a couple days with us in the kitchen and to cook one of our dinner services alongside us. And so they put two items on the menu just like they worked at gun show and they work the line right beside us they serve the dishes to the guests just like we do every night and the the idea behind it was that it's really difficult when you're inside a super busy restaurant to get exposed to new ideas because you can't leave you have to be there all the time and so we decided well what if we go out and we invite people who we admire who we're looking up to and what they're doing and have them come in and maybe just in that couple days time like we can each learn something from one another because they certainly have never seen anything that works like gun show because it's a peculiar restaurant and so we're giving them a little bit of something new and then simultaneously we get to see some new ideas and so when we created hired guns we really developed developed it as a means to help our staff internally. It was meant to be like kind of a continuing education thing that has just exploded into this ticket that's so so difficult to get. The gun show concept is that it's a fluid menu right. and the chefs are constantly, all the chefs who work at gun show are responsible for innovating and changing. And, and Right. So the people that you see cooking at gun show, if you come in for dinner, the dish that, that that person is preparing, they're inevitably going to bring it to the dining room and they're going to walk up to you and they're going to say, hey, uh, Jeff, I made this thing and here was my idea. And what they're telling you is what is, is a not, you know, not just the food on that plate, but that they cooked that food, they conceptualized that idea, they ordered all the groceries for that, they did all the prep for it. And so we did this because what ends up happening is that with about eight different people on the line any given night, you get eight sort of micro restaurants sort of coalescing with one another. And so you get a really diverse menu that changes literally every single day. And so um, that constant change and that constant energy is amazing, but it's also very draining. And so we need new ideas coming in all the time to be able to keep that going. Well, what I'm hearing is, to go back to the beginning of the conversation, your wife, Val, who we were making fun of for not <laughs> being able to cook, is actually creating gun show experiences in her house in your absence with whatever's in the fridge. I feel like we are taking a really like big leap of faith with that <laughs> one. Um, but sure, you know what, except that she doesn't present them to anybody. Maybe she tells the dogs about it. I'm not sure. I'll have to, we'll have to ask her on that. It's kind of like the, the hot pot meals that you made in college. Or am I aging myself? Did you have hot pot meals no, in college? No, I did not. Well, I didn't really go to college, so I didn't have hot pot meals either. The, where you would have that hot pot that you could make like the, you know, box macaroni and cheese or whatever mm. in. But then you're like, well, I got a can of tuna fish also. 
Yeah. They put some of that in there. I think everybody broke has that. Like, didn't we talk about this idea of like the broke meal that like is that that is actually legitimately good? Like the yes, yeah, so yeah. we did that on the uh, on the radio station. How great of a meal could you make for less than five bucks? Right. Or like, there's always a few that are actually re- like that. You're like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's really good. It just doesn't cost any money. We, uh, I don't think Callie was there when we were conceptualizing our. Uh, restaurant called toast oh right and by the way my wife valerie has decided that toast is a legitimate business platform she likes it she likes the idea she wants to invest it's basically a restaurant where every table comes with a toaster Mm. and the bread is delivered to the table for free but all of the toppings are add-ons right so you tell us what kind of bread you want sourdough or or whatever the case and then you order your avocado that you have to smash yourself and put on your bread by the way so like we're not it's very millennial it is extremely millennial it's so ridiculous (laughs) that it might work and that and you can have other stuff on the menu like what you could do like a la carte stuff yeah well, you could have a salad that you could order to go alongside your avocado toast, you know, or you could have a cortado. Ooh, how you like that? Fancy <laughs> I, coffee to go with your toast. I didn't even know what a cortado was. Either. Yeah. Yeah. See now. But the fact that you didn't know means it's got to be good. Like, that's, <laughs> right. Isn't that like the it's high level stuff? I think that's actually the motto of Generation Z. Just because you didn't know about it doesn't mean it's not awesome. Like or maybe because you didn't know about it. Yes, means it is awesome. That's right. <laughs> Thank you uh, for letting us give away a couple of these coveted Higher and Goods passes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's going to be cool. Very cool. We're excited about that because honestly, the only way that at this point that oh, you can get a ticket is through one of these giveaways because we save back two seats for every dinner and we find somebody to work with to sort of hand them out to somebody who hasn't been able to come so that they actually get a chance to experience it. Otherwise, you have to be like sitting by your computer, like looking at the countdown clock, being like at the strike of 11, I'm going to hit buy, add to cart. <laughs> who is the February chef? So speaking of Top Chef, uh, it is Tiffany Faison, who has been on a couple different seasons of Top Chef. Um, she has some wonderful restaurants in Boston and is a really good friend of mine. Um, and she is just killing it right now. And I mean, she I admire Tiffany because she has um a lot of very different types of restaurants, which is what I like to think we have. You know, she has a place that's doing Southeastern Asian and a place that's doing Thai and a place or um, Italian rather and a place that's doing barbecue. And so she doesn't sort of box herself into one genre. She that's really cool. just builds fun, exciting places. Um, and so it'll be it'll be interesting to have her come down and, and see what we do and hopefully not um, think that we've lost our minds completely. Are you going to run toast by her? Cause she is so diverse. I she don't might know, man. I got to feel like we don't just, I, I feel like we've already messed up by airing this thing out. No, Jeff. you've like, actually protected yourself. So if anyone oh, steals the idea, yeah, copyright yeah, as of right. today, right yeah. now, you do, own it. It's do we done. Just, do we just say the trademark? Do we just say the word? Well, trademark? you say that it's your idea. It's my idea. People don't steal my toast idea. Technically it's sort of Jeff's idea, but we're partners in this. And so you can't break up the partnership. But see now what you just did is now you said your partner, so you can't do it without him. Right. Cause now right. he'll come but after you. Like he knows that he's in on this. Like we need, we need, <laughs> I'm just the backbone. You're the brains behind this operation. The other clearly. went, you know what? I think these all happened at your birthday gathering. I forget about this one too. Remember the barbecue restaurant with the conveyor now belts? That one, I'm convinced that the conveyor belt restaurant is like where it's at. Like we, I've never been to a conveyor well, belt restaurant. So we have to go. There's the Kura revolving sushi, the like revolving 
conveyor belt sushi restaurant. And I know that sounds terrifying. It does. But it's awesome. Do they have names on everything? Like, yeah, do you yeah, know what you everything know exactly is? What okay. it is? Yeah, for sure. Or you're and just like, this looks good. I hope it doesn't kill me. Yeah, and you go this. like at a busy time and you get like the tuna and the salmon because like they sell so much tuna and salmon that they're, they're super fresh. And right. so, yeah. And, and then there's another conveyor belt where you can punch in like at this little screen what you want and it comes out on a second conveyor belt directly to you. And there's like, wow, animation. It's just I mean, it clearly appeals to like your inner seven year old, but it's awesome. And you get points if you clear the plates. Like every plate that you clear, you drop it in a slot and you earn points. And if you clear like 15 plates, then they have a little celebration. Yeah, you get a toy. Like, yeah, it like spits out a toy for you. This really is diving into the inner mind of a seven year old boy. I don't have children, but I kind (laughs) of wish I could steal some to take them there because I know they'd really enjoy it. I'll give them back. Why does America have an obesity problem? We give toys to kids who can clear 15 plates in one sitting. That is actually a really good point. It hadn't occurred to me, but every every time I go, I'm like, oh God, take a deep breath. I got to get to plate 15. (laughs) Like I really need to get this eraser that this thing's going to dispense out to me. So. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. You're welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. If you're listening to this episode during the week of release, you could win two tickets to Hired Guns at Gun Show on Sunday, February 16th. Just text the word Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, to 800-434-5454, and you're in the running for tickets. Good luck, and thanks for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff.